Hi, I'm Janet. After years of trying to figure out the film industry, making some gains, only to see them dwindling away, I finally got my shit together and I made $85,000 my first year in the film industry in Los Angeles. Creating a career in film does not need to be a struggle. You can start in your city. I want to teach you my process and teach you how to do it. You'll see that you really can live that extraordinary film lifestyle that only the film industry can provide. Let's go. Episode number 11. And I'm going to be talking about how vulnerability is different than the victim mentality. Now, a lot of people think when they think about vulnerability, they think of it like it's a weakness. Like if somebody is vulnerable on the battlefield, you're like, oh my gosh, they're going to die. They're not going to be able to, to defend themselves. They don't have weaponry. And that is what it is on the battlefield, being vulnerable. Yeah, they're not going to do well. But in this day and age, vulnerability is one of your best assets. And I'm going to tell you why. Vulnerability is the opposite of victim mentality. Victim mentality creates defensiveness and also learned helplessness. Huh, there's nothing I can do. But vulnerability is showing up being all in and being willing to experience any emotion that comes up for you. Being vulnerable is courageous. So what I mean by that if, is if you are willing to feel any emotion that comes up, any emotion that you create with your mind, you are going to have to be courageous because you're actually feeling the emotions instead of pushing them down and not feeling them. You're going to have to walk into that experience with yourself knowing that there is no emotion that can kill you. There is no emotion that will ever require you to hide from yourself when you're being vulnerable, when you decide that that is how you're going to roll, you're going to be vulnerable. So when you're in a relationship with somebody that you love very deeply, you are going to be vulnerable because they're going to say things and do things that are going to trigger you. They're going to trigger you to feel stuff that, you know, might be difficult that you don't want to feel like you don't want them. They can say stuff and it can really hurt you because of the thoughts that you have about what they're saying. So if you're in the victim mentality, you are going to hide from that experience. You're not going to want to even go there because you don't want to feel those intense feelings. So you're going to reject anything that's said to you that isn't wonderful and loving. And you're going to try and control that person so that they only say things that you want them to say because you're so scared of them saying something that might hurt you because they really do have the chance, the ability to hurt you because you love them. But when you can be vulnerable, you know that they can say whatever it is that they want to say, and that you're going to be able to hear that feedback, hear what they're saying, and process that emotion, then you're going to have a much closer relationship. You're, not, you're going to stop controlling them. You're going to stop not bringing up certain subjects, which is hiding. And you're just going to have a very adult relationship, which is a very good relationship. So on set, uh, not always does things go smoothly. <laughs> Stuff is happening all the freaking time. And you'd never know when something's going to happen, you know, where you got to jump in there and all of a sudden you thought that you were ready, but okay, now we're not ready. Now they made that change. I didn't practice for that. I didn't know that. I didn't know this was going to happen. So a lot of stuff is going to happen. You'll forget stuff. 
You'll just make mistakes. You'll get too relaxed. You'll flip a switch if you're working with a piece of equipment possibly. And you're like, oh my gosh, uh, holy shit. I just recorded that whole thing. And I, it didn't work. I didn't get it. It sounds like crap or it looks like crap. Oh my God. I can't believe that filter was on. Holy shit. I got so, you know, caught up. I didn't even notice that. Holy shit. This is going to happen. So I'll tell you one of my first mistakes and it's forever ingrained in my mind. <laughs> it was when I was first starting off. And um, I just remember the whole thing. Because, you know, when s something happens like that, that's so painful when you make a mistake, mm, you never forget it. So I remember I'm, we're, I'm in this hotel room, we're doing an interview, there's two people that, are, that we're interviewing. And I've got mic microphones on each one. And then I'm bringing it to my mixer, which I own that I had purchased. And so I bought all my equipment, guys. By, by the way, I bought all my equipment because I was so afraid that if I use somebody else's equipment, I was going to be like, uh, I don't know what to do. And I would make mistakes. So I thought if it's my own equipment, I should know it inside out. And I do think that that helped me and it was a good decision. So I'm doing this interview. I've got my equipment and we set up, we shoot the interview. I thought everything went great. And then I'm driving home and I'm all like, oh, yeah, I just made another $350. Feels so good. I love what I do. This is so great. And then I get the call from the cameraman who hired me. And he's like, damn it. He's like, I can't believe it. He's like, there's no sound on one of the channels. It's like, it's like not even there. We got one person. We don't have the other. We got nothing. We can't use this. We got to do this over. I've just lost a client. Do you realize what you've done? And he's like, I'm never going to hire you again. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, you don't even know what you're doing. No, he was really mad. And I was just like, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now I know what happened. It was the mic line level. Some people will know what I'm talking about. Mic line level. <laughs> it's a beginner mistake. On my mixer, one of these things got flipped. And so that meant that it was going in the wrong level. And if it was going in the, at a level that it was like too low for the level that the camera wanted to take that sound at, there's going to be nothing coming down that line, basically. So one channel had the other one did not. And I had the channel split. So no sound on one of the people. Yeah, they can't use that. So... I just totally suffered on this one. I just, I was just like, oh my God, when this call came in, I like, I suck. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no right to be there, you know? And then I thought, holy shit, what if I can't do this as a job? What if I actually, I'm like, by this time, I'm like, I love what I'm doing. I love the money I'm making. I love this whole experience. What if I can't do this? What if I can't do what I love to do? What if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not technical enough? Is this is going to happen again? And that was all of the thoughts churning in my mind. And I, I did not know how to process emotion. I didn't know how to um, be vulnerable with it. So I was like, well, you know, they should not make the mixer like that where the flip, the switch is so easy to get flipped. And I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of time and they should have taught, I was, my brain was just trying to find somebody, some way, something to blame. And I really couldn't really blame anybody else because it was me and it was my equipment and I did it, but I was really looking hard. So I tried to push it out of my mind. And I just drank a bunch of wine and I drank and I ate and I just, every time it would come in, I push out my mind. No, don't think that. Don't think that. Don't think that. 
But when you push it out of your mind and you don't process that pain, I didn't process what I felt, which, which was shame, guilt. I didn't process it. I'm like, no, don't, don't feel that. Don't feel that. Just go drink, go have fun, go. Just don't feel that. Because I didn't do that. It was still there. It was embedded even deeper because I did not handle it. Now I was always jumpy because I'm like, oh my God, you know, that thought would just come in at the, like, okay, you're, we're going to screw this up. I don't, you can't do this. You're going to make a mistake. You're not meant to be here. You're not good enough. And it was just there as like a, uh, as a truth instead of recognizing it as all of those thoughts happened and I feel shame and guilt and I can process this. And then be done with it and move on. I could have my own back around it, but I didn't. I did not have my own back. I was just like, oh my God. It was like the whole thing was just like total like neon lights, alarm system going off that I'm just trying to push down and not even address. I cannot feel that. Now I wish I could have just felt it. I wish I could have known that would that it was actually okay to feel shame and upset about what happened. And I can feel it and feel that as a vibration in my body and that I'm still okay. I wish. I wish I could have decided to think, well, Janet, Janet, everybody makes mistakes. And you don't want to blame anybody or anything because you did this. You made the mistake and everybody makes mistakes. And it hurts because you care and you've learned and now you're going to have a process so it won't happen again. Although I'm sure that at some point you'll make another mistake, but you'll have your own back again. This happens. You will continue to do a good job because you want to do a good job. And that's what counts. That's what's important. But I did not have my back. I had no such thought. I only continued my career in fear for many, many years because I didn't know this concept. That's why I want to teach it to you. And I tried not to feel any fear. Although fear was underlying and it was totally running me. So if you're so afraid to feel, you're going to try to keep your world smaller so that you never stretch yourself because you're like, okay, if I, if I do something that's bigger, if I step out there, then I could, I could mess up. And it's just like, it's just going to seem like that's the total reality of it. Like I, I just cannot go beyond that kind of work because I'm not good enough and I just can't take it. So that's if you don't, if you will not allow yourself to have those feelings, you're not going to go all the way. You're going to just keep stopping and you're just going to, and what it's going to feel like is that's the truth. That is who I am. This is as far as I can go. Now, luckily back then, even though I did not have this awareness that I have now that I'm talking about right now, what I did is I just went forward anyway, because I wanted that life. I wanted that National Geographic. I wanted those commercials. So I just kept going forward pushing down the pain the entire time, not processing pain, just pushing it out of my mind, not being even aware that I could process it. So I went forward and continued my career and I was pretty stressed out. Most of the time I would bring stress with me. The look on my face was stress. The jumpiness in my body was stress. You know, every time the phone rang and it was a producer, I'm like, oh no, what did I do? Oh my God, what did I screw up this time? When are they going to find out that I'm not that good? Instead of being vulnerable, hey, I can handle whatever happens. I can handle it. I've got my back. 
And I'm going to decide right now ahead of time that I'm going to love myself and take care of myself ahead of time, no matter what happens. I didn't do that. (laughs) I do that now. Since I've learned and I brought this awareness, that's why I just really, I want to teach, it's so important that I teach this to you so that you can have your back as you go forward because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have people give you feedback that you, that you're not going to want to hear, but you need to hear it. You're going to need to hear it in order to get better. And I want you to actually even welcome it because then you'll be being vulnerable and you'll be learning and growing so fast. You know, people will, won't tell you anything if you don't ask for any feedback. They're just going to be like, well, whatever. But if you ask for feedback from people, hey, how did I do? What could I do better? Um, what, do, what do you think about this paragraph? I'm l- thinking about this. You know, I, 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 can, I know inside myself, it was with my own team here. Uh, you know, sometimes I ask for feedback and I really just want to hear it. That was great. I want to hear that because I, you know, I don't want to be able to process that. Okay. You've got some improvement to make there. I just want to hear it was great, but then I don't grow and I want them to be honest. So they give me real feedback and I process it and I move forward. And if I find myself not wanting to process it, I might not in the moment, but I will later on that day because I've taught myself that this is how you move forward. You have to be vulnerable and process it and, and be able to take, I don't know if it's be criticism, but feedback, feedback so that you keep getting better. And, and when you're doing big things and pushing yourself hard, you're going to have done a lot of new things and you're going to be pushing yourself. So you're going to have, you're not going to do it perfectly. And you don't want to try to do it perfectly. You want to try to do it well and know that you keep getting better every single time because you keep trying to do it well and well and well and well. You can do this if you decide that you are going to have your own back. If I had learned this long time ago, I would have been able to continue forward in my career instead of being like, kind of like if you can think of like a dog that's been kicked and I'm kicking myself, you know, the whole time. So there's a certain energy around that. And that's kind of maybe how I was. Instead, I could have been much more free, free personality, freely loving people, freely having conversations instead of, uh oh, when am I, when am I, when am I going to find out that I'm not good? When am I going to mess up? When is this phone call going to happen? You know, being so afraid all the time, you're not even able to do that good of a job because that's where your focus is. That's where your whole head is. You know, having a much more freer thing. Hey, whatever happens, I'm doing a really good job. You can, you, you want to intentionally put the thoughts in your head that make you do a great job. And being afraid all the time, you can't even have those thoughts because the feeling that's there is shame and fear, uh, worry, concern. And that's how I'm out there doing jobs. <laughs> Not the best. Because people can feel that on me. And I'm sure I lost a ton of jobs because they're like, oh, it seems like this is too much for her. Even though it was a simple job, they don't know. Nobody knows your jobs really on the film set. They just know if it seems like it's easier for you or if you're making it look hard. I think I was making it look hard for many, many years because I was not aware of this. Super valuable. What's going on in our heads, man, impacts our career so much impacts all your relationships too. 
Because when you're free, and you're able to take feedback, and you're related with people, and you know, all of that fear stuff is not taking over your whole head, and you're not in your head, you can create some really great relationships. People want to be around that too. They want to be around a person like that, because they want to feel that way too. They want to feel free. Now, I don't think that I'm alone in the way that I was being unaware. I think that a lot of people do exactly the same thing. They approach their job, which means so much to them with so much fear, thinking that there's no other way to approach it, uh, not even considering that they have their own backs. But if they can learn this, and if you can learn this, you will have the keys to the kingdom because you will take on bigger and bigger projects, seek out, uh, seek out feedback from people that are really good, that can give you feedback, that can teach you, that can continue to nurture you, and you nurture yourself. And you're going to go really fast, and you're going to get really good because you're vulnerable, all because you're vulnerable. I want to talk right now about the victim mentality in a relationship with somebody that you love. So what's interesting about the victim mentality is that when you're in it, you base your reactions to what they're doing, not on what you choose to think, but on what they're doing. You're reacting from what they're, whatever they do, what they say, you react. And then you blame them because they're making you feel a certain way. That's the victim mentality. But when you're vulnerable, you realize that whatever you choose to think is the way that it goes, and those feelings will come from the way that you choose to think. And it's okay to feel some pain sometimes, or as much as you need to, because life is 50-50. It's 50% positive, 50% negative. It's not always going to be rainbows and daisies. As a couple or in a relationship, you're going to go through some hard times together. There's going to be times where you do mess up on a job. There's going to be times where you break your leg and you cannot work for six months. What are we going to do now? There's going to be times where your partner loses their job or something happens to them or who knows? There's so many things that can happen. There's a fire, whatever. You lose everything. That's how life is 50-50. It's not always like, oh yeah, we're moving forward. We're doing great. There's also the other side where, where things are rough and it's hard. Okay. So uh, when you have the victim mentality with a relationship, you just make it so much harder because it's like you're, you don't want to take responsibility for how you feel and it's the other person all the time. So therefore, since you can't feel, you can't process it yourself, you're always looking to them for making you feel okay, then you're going to want to try to control them. You're going to try to avoid them, avoid, you're going to try to avoid them saying anything to you that can make you feel bad. So you're going to try to control them. Now, being controlling can be like where you're yelling, you're screaming, you're, you know, you're really trying to control that doesn't seem like that would be a victim mentality. But underneath it is this immense fear of feeling any emotion, any negative emotion. And that's why you're trying to control them. So I might try to control Joe, you know, because he can make me, I can see if I, if I'm from the victim mentality, I can say, oh, he can make me feel really bad. So I'm going to try to control him. I'm not going to bring that up. He shouldn't do that to me. He shouldn't react like that. 
He's making me feel bad. I was perfectly fine before. That's a victim mentality. Being vulnerable is the opposite. Being vulnerable in a relationship is saying he can react any way that he wants. I don't have to think that he shouldn't react a certain way. I shouldn't, I don't have to think that he should get upset. He gets to be exactly how he is. I don't control him. My reaction is on me. I control my reaction. So if I can be vulnerable and take complete responsibility for my thinking and then my feeling, then he can be whoever, however he wants to be. We are two people together in a relationship and each of us can be ourselves and it can be really wonderful, completely free. I can be like, hey, bring it on. I'm willing to put myself in this really intense, wonderful, honest, risk-taking, life-altering situation with you because I'm willing to feel any emotion with you. We're willing to expose ourselves to our emotions without defense, without avoiding, without hiding. No subject is something that, oh, we can't go there because we always get too mad. So if you're able to hear somebody's feedback, hear somebody's opinion, hear something that they're saying without being defensive, that is the deepest form of intimacy that can make you really close. You're two adults. You can learn these uh, ways of communicating so that you have a completely open, honest, close relationship and an adult relationship. I was on set on Sunday and I was talking to a trainee for the Directors Guild. And I worked with her before and I really like her very much. I like her very much. And I'm like, so how you doing? She's like, and she was just walking by me. She goes, not good. I'm like, oh, oh. Uh, and then she came by by and she's like, I'm, I'm not good. She's like, I can be honest with you. Uh, she's like, so my boyfriend broke up with me and I'm just devastated. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry for that pain. And she goes, yeah, me too. She's like, it's I'm so, I'm so, such pain. I can't even think about it. I can't even talk about it. And she's like, yeah, it was so weird. It was like last week he tested me, texted me and he said that he had a migraine and that he said that he didn't want to be with me and he, that he didn't want to be with me in a relationship like that. He just wanted to be friends. And she's like, we've been intimate. We've done so many things. It's been so good. We've told ourselves, told each other our deepest secrets. How could that be? We were so good together. And how could he say that? And I'm like, well, did you talk? Did you discuss it? Did you talk about it? She's like, no, he texted me and that's it. I cut myself off from him. I have not talked to him. Uh, you know, he's, it's over. He hurt me it's too bad. I'm, I'm not, I can't even go there. And I, she's like, what else can I do? And I said, you can have a conversation with him like an adult. And she, her head flipped around to me because she was, she was like, wasn't expecting that. And she's like, huh, what? And then she's like, she, she didn't want to hear that. She, and, and it's okay. Cause she's, it was just last week. She's in the throes of a massive pain However, I stand by what I'm saying, and that is, is relationship is two adults choosing to decide that they want to spend a lot of time together. 
So that means that you don't avoid the person. You don't punish the person. You have an adult conversation with them. Because I said, if this is somebody that you maybe right now, he doesn't want to have this relationship with you. You'd want to be somebody that can be an adult about it and talk about it right now and set the future for what the relationship could possibly be. And then maybe later is the right timing because timing is a lot for relationships. But if you just avoid and punish and can't deal with it, that's how you deal with things. Then you're pro- who wants to be in a relationship with somebody like that, that can't handle anything that just like tries to, that pushes it off and is the victim about it. And so she got some food for thought on that day. And I think that being willing to be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Like, I'm really going to miss you because I really wanted to be in that kind of relationship with you, but I can feel that pain. And I also respect you as a person. I respect that you, that this is what you want. So let's talk about it and decide what our relationship is going to be going forward, knowing that we're not going to be a couple. We will be friends. I respect that. That's fine with me. You can't make them change. You would want to have a conversation about it as an adult and decide what are the parameters of this new relationship with this person where you're not going to be a couple, not going to be intimate anymore, or at least you decide what that relationship is. But you don't want to blame them because then you're a victim and you're totally out of control and all you can do is feel massive amounts of pain and anger at somebody else. So Brene Brown, you might have heard of Brene Brown. She's really good. She's got a bunch of books out there and she talks about blame. She says, blame is simply the the discharging of pain and discomfort. So blame is like, I feel so much pain, discomfort. I'm just going to blame somebody else. It's not my fault. It's theirs. It's not my fault. It's the equipment. It's not my fault. We didn't have time. It's not my fault. You're an asshole. It's discharging that pain and discomfort that's there. So when you're in a situation where you are experiencing pain and discomfort, instead of taking responsibility for that and acknowledging that to yourself, like, oh, I'm responsible for this pain and discomfort. I'll own it. I'll take it. I can feel it. What you do is you try to discharge it so that you don't, you try not to feel it by attacking the other person or hiding from the other person or avoiding the situation. So that's blaming that's being in the victim mentality. So many of us will drink alcohol, we'll smoke, maybe we overeat. I'm just going to eat a whole bunch of pizzas. I'm just going to eat a whole bunch of ice cream. Or maybe I'm just going to throw myself into my work, be a workaholic, instead of actually being willing and open and vulnerable to whatever emotion comes up, feeling it, and then deciding, how do I want to think about this now? What kind of thought do I want to generate if I have my own back? So let's contrast now the victim mentality with vulnerability. First, we're going to talk about the victim mentality, which is ripe with blaming. So here are some statements that are victim mentality. The business is just too hard. Blaming the business. You know, it's not my fault. There aren't many castings that look like me. What can I do? There's a lot of blame in that statement. You're not taking responsibility, right? Uh, those kind of people, they're not my kind of people anyway. 
It's not that I'm not doing the right things. It's just that I have been scammed so many times and now I am really pissed off and I don't trust anybody. Victim mentality. Because all of these other things are more powerful than you. You're not in charge of the thoughts that you're going to have. It's somebody else's fault. It's the business's fault. It's the scammer's fault that now I've got no power, nothing I can do. I'd be further along if I had more money. Victim mentality. Because you made money more powerful than you. I'd be further along if I was better looking. Victim mentality. Because you're blaming. You're blaming yourself, but that's still victim mentality. You don't want to blame yourself either. You want to feel it and love yourself. That's the way forward. I'd be further along if my parents were in show business. So the fact that your parents were not in show business is more powerful than you. You're blaming something that was not, never was, never could be, was not. So there's no point in that but it's coming from a victim mentality. I totally had this. I remember having the thought, um, yeah, it's so hard to learn how to be entrepreneur. My parents were just teachers. If they had been entrepreneurs, if they had been in business, I would have been so further along. I have to learn all this stuff myself. A victim mentality. <laughs> Here's one of Joe's. If I had a better memory, <laughs> if I had a better memory, that's Joe's. If I had a better memory, then I would be so much further along. Blaming himself, blaming his memory. It's interesting because you can see the blame. If you can, you can see it like a sentence, you can see it and then you can look at that. Okay, if I had a better memory, like as a sentence in front of you, something that you're thinking. And then look at, well, if you can see that as a sentence in front of you, who is that that's seeing that sentence? Well, that's you. That's your soul. So that's why these thoughts, they're not you. They're just thoughts that you have. But what's you is the person that can be aware of the thoughts. Now, animals can't do this. They can't be like, oh, I just had the thought that I want more food. I had just had the thought that is she going to give me wet food now? Uh, you know, actually, you've probably had enough for the day. So <laughs> animals can't do that. They're just like food, food, food. They can't be aware of their thoughts, but we can. That's the difference. No other, I don't believe any other species can do that. But blaming you stay in the victim role with no power. All those statements there, you have no power. So you'll just get nowhere and you'll just be in your uh, discomfort, in your pain, and then trying to avoid the pain by eating, drinking, smoking, getting high, watching Netflix, uh, shopping, um, working, being a workaholic, whatever it is, anything to avoid that pain. But still there running the show. So here's an interesting concept. One of the things that we are defending against when we have this victim mentality is the belief. What's underneath that is there's a belief that there's something wrong with us. Yeah. When we're identifying ourselves as a victim, you'll notice that it's usually paired with some kind of flavor of there's something wrong with me. I can't make any headway. I'm not like other people. There's something wrong with me. I can't get the jobs. I can't get going. There's something wrong with me. Now notice if you're thinking that that's a clue that you're in the victim mentality. And all that means is that you're in a pattern of thinking where you're identifying yourself as not having the power as being the victim. 
Now, remember, victim mentality doesn't mean that you're not strong, doesn't mean that you're not going out there and doing stuff. It's just a a thought loop, a thought pattern that our brains will shortcut to. And so you're not bad. You're not weak. You're not nothing for being in that thought pattern. You just have kind of caught on to it and you've been doing it. That's all. As I've given you examples, I've done that a lot throughout my life, the victim mentality. And and if anybody would have told me that, I'd be like, no, that's not true. I'm not a freaking victim. Are you kidding me? (laughs) But I totally was having these thought patterns happening where I would be blaming a lot, a lot, especially in my relationship with Joe and also on sets, you know, it's not my, no, it's not my fault. I never want to take, never would want to take the blame. Or even look at myself. Because then what would I find? <laughs> What's the truth that I would find out about myself? And I and that truth that was actually something that was a th- all it was is a thought that I had, I couldn't even go there because I would make it mean something uh, pretty painful. Like, you know, you shouldn't even be in this business. You're going to get found out that people are going to know that you're not that good that you're that you're just that you don't belong and that seemed like a truth that I had to protect against so therefore I'm not going to blame I'm going to just kind of keep deflecting now vulnerability is knowing that you are enough so victim mentality is like there's something wrong with me vulnerability is knowing that to the core knowing that you are enough that you are perfect exactly the way you are you're perfect in that way that you were created. Like I say to my students all the time, you don't get to decide whether you're enough or not because that's already clearly been decided. You are here. You are enough. When you can believe that no matter what emotion comes up, you know that it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just means that, ah, right now I'm having an emotion. That's when you can tap into vulnerability. And that is where all your strength is. Because remember, if you're willing to feel any emotion, there's nothing that's too scary to do. Because the reason why something is scary is because you don't want to feel the fear. But if you're willing to feel the fear, then there's nothing that you're going to be avoiding. Nothing that you're going to be trying to just, you know, blame or sidestep or not want to talk to that person. You're going to just be like, okay. I'm willing to feel any emotion. If you're willing to feel the fear, if you're willing to hear the feedback from somebody, if you're willing to hear that feedback and feel the emotion that comes from that feedback, that is your power play. That is your strength. And that's where vulnerability will really trump the victim mentality any day of the week. Because you've got that strength. You're willing and you will keep pushing yourself, keep asking for feed, get back, keep getting better, keep stepping out there. So here's one of the things I'd like you to do. And this is something that I've done pretty regularly as I've looked at my life and learned these concepts. I've asked myself, where am I unwilling to feel any emotion? Where am I avoiding it, the emotion? What things aren't I doing? What dreams aren't I pursuing because I don't want to feel those emotions? What conversations am I unwilling to have because I don't want to feel the emotion that I'm going to create from that conversation? 
So if I can be vulnerable and open and willing to feel whatever comes up and knowing that when that emotion comes up, I can feel it all the way through. It just means that I'm human. And then I can identify the thought pattern that's causing that. I can take a hundred percent responsibility for how I feel. And in the place when I do that, I am in the most vulnerable with myself. That's actually a really good place to be. That's where I can find my deepest connection, not just with myself, but the part of me that is even bigger than the self. When I get that I'm the one creating the thoughts and the emotions, I have the keys to the kingdom and going after my career because I have my back. Go forward with all of you and be willing to feel any emotion, be willing to fail, be willing to feel, hear all the feedback, be willing to make mistakes, knowing that whatever happens, you've got your back. You're going to be willing to feel those emotions. And then once you feel them, it won't churn anymore in your mind. You'll feel it all the way through. And then you'll decide how do I want to think about this so that I can move forward. Thanks for listening today. And if you have a moment, could you please leave me a review? I would love that. And make sure you head over to friendsandfilm.com join and sign up for my free mini course on what you need to know to find opportunities and start making film and acting work come to you. I'll see you next week.